Hello, good morning. Let's turn to uh, John chapter 13. <clears throat> John 13. Now before the feast of the Passover, Jesus, knowing that his hour had come, that he should depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And during supper, the devil, having already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come forth from God and was going back to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garments and taking a towel, he girded himself about. Then he poured water into the basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel which was, uh, with which he was girded. And so he came to Simon Peter. He said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I do... You do not realize now, but you shall understand hereafter. Peter said to him, Never shall you wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, He who has bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew the one who was betraying him. For this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. And so when he had washed their feet... And taking his garments and reclined at the table again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, the Lord and your teacher, wash your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I gave you an example that you should also do as I did to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a slave is not greater than his master, neither is one who is sent greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. I do not speak of all of you. I know the ones I have chosen. But as as the scripture may be fulfilled, he who eats my bread has lifted up his heel against me. From now on, I'm telling you, before it comes to pass, that when it does occur, you may believe that I am he. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who receives whomever I send receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. When Jesus said this, he became troubled in spirit and testified and said, Truly, truly, I say to you, that one of you will betray me. The disciples began looking at one another at a loss to know of which one he was speaking. There was reclining on Jesus' breast one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore gestured to him and said, Tell us, who is it of whom he is speaking? He, leaning back thus on Jesus' breast, said to him, Lord, who is it? And Jesus therefore answered, That is the one from whom I shall dip the morsel and give it to him. So when he had dipped the morsel, he took and gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. And after the morsel, Satan then entered into him. Jesus therefore said to him, What you do, do quickly." Now no one of those reclining at the table knew for what purpose he had said this to him. For some were supposing, because Judas had the money box, that Jesus was saying to him, Buy the things we have need of for the feast, or else that he should give something to the poor. And so after receiving the morsel, he went out immediately, and it was night. When therefore he had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him immediately. Little children... I'm with you a little while longer. You shall seek me, and as I said to the Jews, I now say to you also, where I'm going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered, where I go, you cannot follow me now, but you shall follow later. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you right now? I will lay down my life for you. And Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, a cock shall not crow until you deny me three times. Amen. 
Um, so in uh, most of the other Gospels, when we come to this point, we basically are uh, getting a lesson on the Lord's Feast or the Lord's Supper. Well, um, uh, John doesn't write about that, and he writes about what happens afterwards. This will be very common uh, to what John does. He won't really write about the main event, but he'll write about something that happens right afterwards. And so, which leads us into the foot washing. Um, in Luke 22, uh, we hear why Jesus is teaching this. is because, remember, they have the argument, like, who's the greatest? And so Jesus needs to, you know, his last week, his last time he's going to be with these guys, he kind of needs to set them straight. And so Jesus basically, he shared a lot of words. Seemingly the words didn't really have much of an effect. So he goes, all right, I'm going to show them. I'm going to basically demonstrate um, with his actions. And uh, uh, you remember, just to get a timeline, the Galilean Jews um, observed the Passover on Thursday. The Judean Jews observed the Passover on Friday. And so to give an idea, that's why the Judean Jews want to crucify Jesus ASAP. Because, I mean, think how religious this is. They need, to, they need to go and murder this guy so they can enjoy their Passover meal. It's just, it's just unbelievable. It, it's, it's, like, it's like for us saying, you know what, uh, Saturday night, we better go kill that guy because we got to go to church on Sunday. It's just unbelievable, the, the kind of the blindness of their heart. But that's basically what happens. Um, so let's go to the, the washing of the disciples' feet. He pours water into the basin. And he starts washing their feet. You got to understand, in this day and age, that is beyond scandalous. If you remember before, uh, we talked about um, uh, what a rabbi, a rabbi could expect a lot of service. Um, a, a lot of disciples would do a lot of things for the rabbi, but one thing you didn't do was tie and untie their shoes. Remember, that, that was kind of like the, the baseline And then Jesus goes beyond that. He doesn't just untie their shoes. He actually washes their feet. This is a a sign of an incredible act of humility. Uh, Peter objects, obviously. He's always objecting to Jesus. He objects, and basically Jesus says, if you don't do this, then you have no part with me. And then, uh, don't misunderstand Peter's words. And he says, oh, okay, my feet, well, why not my head? my body, everything. And, and he's, not, he's not talking about bathing, per se. What he's saying is, Lord, I'm all in, right? Like, like the, you, you can have all of me in this way, right? If, if to him, if, if foot washing is necessary, right, then he's like, all right, I want full immersion, right? I want to go all the way in. And then uh, Jesus does something that he very rarely does, and he explains himself. And, and he, he, he turns to these guys you know, and he basically uh, uh, sets the example of humility and service, and he says, you guys also need to do the same. And then he speaks in third person. He says, no servant, that's them, is greater than his master, that's Jesus, right? Nor is a messenger, that's Jesus, greater than the one who sent him, which is Father God. And so this is the, the upside-down kingdom that he's been expressing the whole time. The Lord, right, himself will serve and suffer uh, and die for the people. This is the upside-down kingdom. Uh, the, um, you make yourself small, right, and you become a servant. 
and obviously he finishes that whole time by saying, you know, if you, if you do this, you will receive a blessing. And we talked about it yesterday too, like something about serving God, serving God's people. You do this, and he says that you'll be blessed. Yesterday, Jesus said, if you do that, if you serve the Lord, right, then Father will, God the Father will honor you. And now he says, if you serve, guess what? God, um, God is really going to bless you in that way. And then he, um, he starts uh, sharing about, um, in verse 18, it goes on, and, and um, he says a little bit in verse 10. You notice these different nods he's giving, and um, you may re- like the first time I read this, I thought that Jesus was like really bitter. You know, even though I know he can't be bitter, but it looks like he's got some bad feeling. And we, we know this because it says that his, he, in verse 21, he says his, his spirit is troubled. And, and for a long time, I, th- I thought that these guys were quite, like, quite upset with Judas and these things. But then I started reading it in a different way. And I realized, actually, the Lord's not bitter or angry with Judas. He's actually very sad. And you can see throughout this text, he gives Judas three opportunities to repent. I mean, think about that. He, he tells them, he says, you guys are clean, but not all of you, right? And remember, the text, the narrative already says that the enemy is already placed in Judas's heart. And so he's, he's already made plans to betray him. And so he's, he's giving him a chance. He says, you guys are all clean, but not all of you, right? That's a Holy Spirit to work and bring conviction. And then, and then, he goes and he quotes Psalm 41.9. I'll read you that. And it says, Even my close friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. Uh, in, in the uh, Jewish custom, to uh, show someone your heel was, was very, very disrespectful. That's why even to this day uh, in uh, um, Middle Eastern culture, to throw your shoe at somebody Right? Was, do you remember when, when that guy threw his shoe at, at President Bush you know, in, a, in a press conference? That was, in their culture, this is like the, most, the worst thing that you can do because lifting your heel or showing someone the heel of your foot was so disrespectful. And throwing your shoe is like a whole other level in this way. So we still, we still see these things. And, so, and, and look what he says, who ate my bread. So look, look at this scenario. Jesus is probably this, this U-shaped table, which would be common in the first century. You have Jesus as the head. The right-hand side is John. The left-hand side is Judas. In Jewish custom, the left-hand side was reserved, both left and right, for your most intimate friends. And there's an idea, some scholars say, that Jesus and Judas were very, very close. And it's just that the gospel writers don't want to talk about it, right? They don't want to talk about how close, but obviously out of all the disciples, you would think Peter should be the one there, but no, it's Judas and John. And so Jesus, again, gives uh, Judas another chance. It's whoever I dip this morsel, right? Someone's going to betray me, these guys are, and it's whoever I dip this morsel. And so look what Jesus is doing. He makes his pronouncement now, the other guys don't know what's going on, and so they ask John, John, who is he talking about, right? Judah, Jesus doesn't say this to everybody. He says it to his two intimate friends together, and he says, it's the one who I dip this morsel. And so he takes the bread, 
And remember, it's he who eats my bread. This is prophecy. He takes the bread. He feeds Judas. And can you imagine if you're Judas and you're like sitting there and all of a sudden, you know, he just says the guy who takes my bread is going to betray me. I mean, can you imagine the conviction, right, that that would would just, I mean, just come upon you in that way? And then what does he do? He takes the bread. Surely Judas could have said, oh, no, no, it's okay, Jesus, right? No, 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 okay. Whatever whatever thought I had in my mind, forget it, right? I'm I'm not going to go ahead with this thing. But he does. He accepts the bread. He eats the bread. It's, it's like a chance. And then, I, I think it's in, later in John, but remember when the soldiers come to him, right? And it's the, even, I mean, this is the heart of Jesus, even to the last second by which he can be betrayed. Remember, he turns to Judas and says, are you going to betray me with a kiss? And so here's, can you imagine Judas? Like, oh, oh. And then he kisses him. It's like, how many chances does this guy get? You know, and, and this is his heart, and that's why he's so troubled. He, you know, uh, he doesn't want anyone to sin. You know what I mean? He, he's, like it, like, it pains him, you know, when his people sin against God in this way. And so, uh, so this happens, right? And, uh, um, and what a, what a, Eerie scene, verse 30. And so after receiving the morsel, he went out immediately, and it was night. Right? It's kind of like if it was a drama, like dun, 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 you know, what happened. The other guys have no idea what's going on. They're totally clueless. They think he went out to buy some food or something. But John knows, and so John writes about it. He comes back to, oh, 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 that's what Jesus meant by this whole thing. Uh, and then, and then, seemingly after Jesus leaves, his mood changes a little bit. Uh, he 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 gets a little bit lighter. He says, "Okay, verse thirty-one. Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in Him." Um, and then, verse thirty-three. Look, listen to these words. He says, "Little children." He calls the eleven disciples. He calls them his little children. It's, it's uh, the Greek technia. And uh, only used once in the whole book of John. But interestingly enough, in uh, uh, John, uh, 1 John, his first gospel that he writes, right? John will use it seven times. And it'll be John's way, basically, of, um, it'll be the title of, of uh, Jesus' followers. So his mood changes. And he looks with such loving affection uh, to these to these little kids, right? These little children, uh, and then Jesus from verse thirty four, basically to the next four chapters, will be Jesus's teaching on love. And so, if you remember before, Jesus would say, "I'm only teaching. I'm only doing what the Father has shown me." Right? He's basically repeating, "Father, reveal this to me. I'm gonna. I'm sharing this to you." Now, from 34, this is Jesus' teaching. And so look what, he, look what he says in 34. He says, a new commandment I give to you. This is, this is like, this is, not, this is not one of the old ones, right? This is a new one. It's, not, it's, it's an old one in the sense that, you know, God also talks about love all throughout. But it's new in the sense that this is coming from him. He says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Even as I have loved you, 
you also love one another. This is another little nod of why it's new. You know why it's new? It's because no one has ever loved like Jesus is loved. This is so new. This is so revolutionary. Like, who lays down his life? Not only for his friends, but also for his enemies, right? Remember, Jesus hangs on the cross, and while he's hanging on the cross, he forgives, right? Those people that are cursing at him and put him on the ground. Like, who in the world loves like this? And he says, that's why it's a new commandment I give you. And he says, by this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Jesus says, you're not going to be known by your biblical knowledge. You're not going to be known by your spiritual gifts or your spiritual disciplines. Right? What's going to set you apart from the world around you is the love that you have for one another. It's, it's a, a very challenging, very striking passage. And so, and, and it'll basically lead us, um, uh, the, the next four chapters basically is just a continuation of this thought. And so we have the, a privilege of, of going through that uh, um, starting tomorrow. So let's close our eyes. <clears throat> we'll have plenty of time to talk about the love, but I, I want to go back into this whole foot washing thing. Right? This whole simple idea of, of being a servant of serving, serving God, right? Serving others, how important it was, how important it was for them to show. And then Jesus says, he says, you want to be great in the kingdom of God? Remember, the idea was, who's the, who's the greatest? You want to be great, he says, learn to be the servant of all. And this should be inlaid in the heart of every believer, every Christian, every follower of Jesus should have this really set in our hearts that I'm here to be a servant. You know, and so this morning as we reflect, are you a servant of the Lord? Are you troubling yourself and are you getting out of your comfort zone and are you serving? You know, are you serving in this house, in this church? You know, are you serving in your home? Are you serving your family? Do you have a servant's heart and attitude at your work? It says all men will know. Right? God says you'll be blessed. The Father will honor you. Now let's just spend this moment and let's, let's talk to Jesus about the attitude of our heart as a servant. Make me a servant humble and me. Let me lift up those who are weak And may the prayer of 
the song that I was thinking. Well, let's pray. Right? Let's ask God to make us a servant. Something that pleases God. Pleases God. It serves the body. Serves others. And it brings great reward. Like, why wouldn't we serve, you know? Brings blessing and honor from the Father. And so if the Lord is challenging you, maybe you're saying, you know what, I don't know if I could do it. You can. God will enable you. Well, let's pray. Let's pray about our servant hearts and our attitudes.
Let's go to our uh, uh, community prayers. Let's pray for our friends and family members that are going through cancer. Uh, let's pray for God's healing. Let's go to our community uh, that needs healing, but also salvation. Let's prefer God's healing word and the word of salvation. Let's pray for our community that's uh, praying for uh, non-cancer illnesses, and let's pray for God's healing. Let's pray for our community that's looking for work. Let's pray for open doors and God's provision. Let's pray for Hong Kong and let's ask God to uh, breathe His Spirit uh, upon the city. Let's pray for our government. Let's pray that they would uh, uh, make righteous decisions. Uh, let's continue to pray against the wealth gap. Uh, let's lift up uh, churches and ask God for revival. Let's pray for our friends ministering in the city. Uh, SSI, uh, Shanti, YWAM, God Catering, SND, uh, Mother's Choice. Pray for the Korean church, students, domestic helpers, and and mental illness situations in Hong Kong. Let's lift up. cover our staff. Uh, Let's ask God to be with our men and women as we serve the Lord uh, and serve this church. Pray that we would uh, uh, do it with all of our heart and the best of our abilities and that God would bring blessing. Let's cover the families as well.
Let's pray for over the education, formerly with SP kids and SP youth. Let's pray for our leaders, our volunteers. Pray for the kids that they would just uh, fall deeper in love with God. pray for worship and sound and the AV team. Let's ask God to be with our our leaders, our worship leaders, our sound people, our musicians. uh, They would just really lead us into the presence of the Lord. Let's pray for house church tonight, Fontana, Hopewell, New Prime, Princeton. Uh, let's pray for our, our house church leaders, our hosts. Let's pray the Holy Spirit would come and really minister uh, to, uh, in our house churches. Let's go to our member focus and let's pray for Adrian. Uh, Let's pray for directions with immigrating to Canada in 2025. A more personalized relationship with God and God's strength to stand strong against lust. Uh, Let's lift up. Let's pray for Virginia. Let's pray for uh, a family, for good health, especially mom and her salvation. Pray for the new season of work and a new helper. There'll be a lot of God's grace and wisdom and pray for a future spouse. Let's pray for Virginia. Pray for John Moon. Pray for physical healing for his right shoulder, uh, his left knee, and right ankle. Pray for peace and rest as he balances work and family and and, uh, passion and resurgence of uh, spiritual fervency. Let's lift up John.
know, as we've been doing, uh, let's uh, connect with somebody. Uh, I want to invite you to just meet with someone and let's pray. Let's pray uh, for a few people. And then I want you to uh, pray for each other as well uh, during your time. But let's pray for Addie. Uh, it's getting better. I told you she's off the ventilator, but, you know, the kidney still needs to come back and function. Uh, the pneumonia still needs to be cleared up all the way. Uh, let's pray that she'd get out of ICU very soon. Uh, and let's pray for Hazel. Uh, things are getting better. Uh, she's uh, steadily improving, uh, but we need to continue to pray. And let's pray for Isaac as well as he's encountering new treatments. Uh, let's pray that they would continue to be successful and the markers would still be positive. And so uh, if you're able to, let's, let's grab somebody and connect with someone. And let's pray together. And then after I pray, I want to encourage you to also pray for one another. Right, I want to try to make EMP a little more interactive. Right, and so just share your needs and lift each other up, and uh, let's 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 intercede, uh, particularly for these three members. Please uh, continue to pray. Well, let me just cover this time. Father, thank you. God, thank you that, Lord, there is great blessing, God, in being servants, Lord. Lord, help us to follow, God, this new commandment that we love one another. Lord, help us to love others by serving others. Thank you, Lord. Watch over us. Watch over our church family. Watch over Addie, Isaac, Hazel, or others that are going through uh, difficult things, difficult times. Lord, be their ever-present help in their time of need. God, we thank you. Watch over us today. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please continue to pray, and, and we'll see you tomorrow.